Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yo, what's happening? You got the podcast mic and stuff. You all <laughs> Hey, you know, I've been in, I, I've been in this game a minute, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all new to this. I'm true to this. That's that's what they say, right? <laughs> like you one day. That's all. Like I, I just, like you. Uh, Word. How was your day though? It was alright. It was a day. It's a it's a bit exhausting, right? You know, it's a I had some therapy sessions. I had to teach today, and then still trying to navigate. This whole Will Smith, Chris Rock, black community, white folk conversation. So at 930 at night, if it wasn't you, I would be in the bed watching 90 Day Fiance or something. You know what I mean? I appreciate you, though, Phil. Always appreciate you coming through. Uh, yeah. When, when this happened, I'm like, yeah, I got it. I, I, I text you as soon as I saw the video um, because I knew we, we had to talk about it. So, yeah. yeah. All right. You ain't, you, ain't, you ain't catch it live? I didn't. I don't really watch okay. it like that. Um, I ain't catch it live, though. I saw it on, somebody sent it to me. Yeah. 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 And, I, and I think when I, when you sent it, when you text me, like, I was asleep. I woke up at 4 a.m. and I see this text from you. We got to talk about this. And then I clicked the link and it was gone. So I was like, yo, yo, stop playing on my phone like the Chappelle skit. You know what I mean? And then... I just go searching. I'm like, yo, this is wild. <laughs> this is wild. Crazy, yo. All right, so tell the people a little bit about you. Um, who is Phil from Philly, and what happened to the conversation? Word. So Phil from Philly, Phil underscore Roundtree on, on all platforms. I'm a, I'm a scholar activist. I, I like talking my ish on on topics that, that matter to me. A uh, professor, therapist, again, ghetto scholar, just doing a whole bunch of things. I love it. And so you're you're currently in private practice. Um, that's amazing. I, I want you to keep up the great work. We need more Black therapists. I send a few away, so um, hopefully they'll be reaching out soon. Um, okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's get into it. So what were your initial reactions when you saw the video that I sent? <laughs> It, it was one of those like, wait, what just happened? Because again, I didn't catch it live. I didn't see all the, I wasn't on Twitter, like tweeting along with it. Because, you know, I'm boycotting the Oscars. Not even boycotting the Oscars. I can give a damn about the Oscars, the Grammys. Uh, just because they, you know, they're white spaces. They're not for, uh, for black folk. They don't, they, they got us back this year by bringing in Will Packer and bringing in Beyonce. So, you know, when folks see Beyonce, like, oh, my gosh, diversity and include equity and inclusion. Let's go watch. And it's just like, nah, that's just not my bag. And also, I'm just not a fan of like just uh, rich people celebrating themselves. Like, I'm not necessarily a, a, a fan of that. So I wasn't going to tune in. And so when I did see the video, I was just like, wait, what happened? Is this is this stage? I didn't watch it with audio because it was four in the morning. And so when I watched it again and I, I noticed the look on Chris Rock face after he got slapped, like he had the like, I'm Saudi, like a, he had the Saudi look on his face. And, and so did Will. Will was like this, this happy, sad face. And it was just like, whoa, this is this is serious, man. So that was my uh, my visceral response to it. Like, wait, what's happening here? All right. So I just, what about you? I, I thought it was staged at first. Like, I, I thought it was a part of the show. Until I heard, until I saw the part where uh, Will goes back to his seat and he's screaming at him, like, you know, keep my wife's name out of your mouth. And then that's when I started to notice, okay, these are real emotions that he's feeling. So obviously this isn't scripted. Um, to be honest, emotionally, I don't know what I was feeling. I know physically I, my heart was racing because I felt for Chris. Yeah. Um, cognitively, I, I don't know. I, I just was thinking like I'm, I'm disappointed. Uh, because, you know, people just see it, at, like, generally, America might see it as just, oh, Chris Rock and Will Smith. But to us, as Black people, like, they're they're definitely legends. Um, like, they they paved the way, uh, in, especially in uh, Black cinema in the 80s and 90s. And so that, yeah, so I, I just had a lot of thoughts about that. 
Yeah, I, I think I saw Twitter's response before I even had an opportunity to process what what took place, and I just saw, I, I just saw so many takes coming from from different uh, directions. I, I saw folks talking about doing this in white spaces again, man. I um, first I don't think we should be there. Number one, mm-hmm. but but number two, I don't give a damn what white folk got to say. <laughs> I see, you know, I saw a lot of people saying, uh you know, Becky, Susie, whoever, stay at, this ain't your business. And that's how I looked at it. Like this family business. Yeah. I'm not here. I, I saw one intellectual, uh, I saw an intellectual's take on Twitter and she was talking about ableism and, you know, the ableist joke. And then she was talking about violence, a white woman. And I'm just like, yo, mind your business. Like this not for you. This not for you to, to even comment on, yeah. right? Because this is nuance when it comes to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Carr, uh, for Howard University, he always talks about this idea of the governance structure and the social structure. And the governance structure is who is black folk to one another, mm-hmm. right? And the social structure is who is black folk in the world with white folk and what have you. And so this is a governance structure type of conversation where this is about us. This is the meaning behind the slap, right? Even with the, it being a slap instead of a punch to black folk, that means something completely different. Right. Because a punch would have been uh, a slap is more disrespectful than a punch. You know what I mean? Because a slap is I'm going to slap you. It's not going to knock you out of anything. And I dare you to do something back. Mm -hmm. And so that and it's so, you know, a slap is much more disrespectful, again, as than a punch. So for me, it was in that aspect, when we talk about just race and ethnicity, like, again, I don't care what white folk got to say about this. This is a conversation for black folk about black folk and that's really all that matters i get that and i agree but at the same time like having that perspective ain't gonna stop them from having an opinion i was counting down in my head like okay how long is it going to take for fox news to put out something lo and behold they talk about black on black crime and how we finally televised black on black crime and what that looks like for the american people they're surprised it happened blah 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 so on the one hand, I get it. Like, this is family business. On the other hand, it happened on a public, a, a worldwide stage. And so, like, we can't expect, like, other people to kind of, like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Like, they're going to they're gonna make comments because it did happen in a public forum. But then when I hear folk like Stephen A. Smith, right, who's a, a clown in himself, who come out and say, oh, you doing this in front of wife? Or I hear Shannon Sharp talking about we doing this in front of white folk and and it's just like dog why are you so concerned about the perception that white folk have on us why should that influence how we show up if anything that's part and parcel for the uh, of the problem shannon sharp you on there you got your stocking cap on you see your, your uh what is it your black and mild and your henny you're not caring about how black folks showing up in front of white folk then but now we care yeah you know what i mean so i get what you're saying as far as white folk like they're going to comment. Yeah, they're definitely going to comment. Hopefully those who are in the know, know that, listen, this ain't our battle. This ain't our fight. We got some issue on our end. We got to figure out <laughs> as well, but let's stay out black folk business. Yeah. I ain't going to lie though. That black on black comment, uh, it, it pissed me off a little bit uh, when I heard that. Um, all right. So talking. <laughs> why, for, why? No, no, we, I ain't going to let you get that off. You got me out here at 945 in the, in, in the evening. Why Why did it piss you off? Because, it's, first of all, there's no such thing as black on black crime. I'm saying when when I heard it on Fox News. Okay. They're taking this isolated incident that we saw on this public stage, and they're talking about, like, oh, we finally, we finally televised black on black crime, and it's on a public stage. And you and I both know, like, black on black crime is not a thing. Um, this is the, you know, ideologies uh, perpetuated by white supremacy. But when there are situations like this that unfold on public platforms, I mean, people going to take the bait. So, yeah. Yeah. That's- yeah. I mean, they, they are who they are. And I think that's important for us to remember, too, right? Like, white supremacy going to white supremacy no matter the situation. Right. Right? So, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Can we can we talk about over-pathologizing this? Uh, please. What, what, what does that mean to you? So, like, when when you see clinicians you know, uh, maybe attaching diagnoses or what have you, like, what, what are your thoughts on that? So I, I think it's the, the hardest, where we are in 2022, 
right? We 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 have our phones right next, right in our hands. We sleep with them. Like I said, I, I rolled and I saw your text and I saw some texts from some other people like, yo, can we talk about this? I want you to come on radio. And it's just like, all right, I, I get how this is. For us, I, I would hope. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That we had a little bit more discipline, right? When it came comes to situations like these where we don't know backgrounds, right? When it comes to a therapist, we, we have, you know, we're not doing biopsychosocials on Will Smith. Yes, we think we know him because we see their life uh, play out a little bit in the, in, because they're, they're, uh, they're in the public. Mm-hmm. They're in the public eye, right? But for us, I just think it's nasty to come out and whether, especially to offer any type of diagnosis, mm-hmm. but to pathologize and then over pathologize behaviors, uh, you know, like, well, why did he do it? What deep seated, deep rooted issues was Will experiencing for him to do this? Like when I, and I, I made comments on, on socials, but it was in jest mostly, right? It was just like, yo, that wasn't about Chris Rock, right? That wasn't about Jada. And and I and I hold true to that. When we and I'm sure we're gonna talk about protecting women. That was about August Alcina. Mm-hmm. That was about um him being called gay. That was about uh Uncle Phil coming at his neck on Fresh Prince. That was about his pop. You know what I mean? Remember when he cried, like, why don't he want me no more, man? That that's what that was when his pop ain't take him on the cross country trip in the in the in the big rig. That's what that was. You know what I'm saying? So, it, you know, and I say that not as a, a to, to pathologize or over pathologize the behavior, because I have no idea what the root behavior cause of that is. It could have just been, yo, you said some ish about my wife some years ago. Right. I'm not feeling this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slap you in the face. And it was just impulsive. It was impulsive, uh, but rational pers- perspective uh, or behavior. Yeah. I, I saw you shaking your head. Huh? I saw you shaking your head. Uh, because I because I was thinking about this. Was this actually an impulsive behavior? What like did we actually witness somebody experiencing an emotion and then immediately reacting off of that emotion without thinking about a consequence? Because in my mind, if I'm walking from here to up some stairs across the stage, I'm going to have time to think about my actions. I'm going to have time to think about the people I might hurt. I'm going to have time to think about my career and possibly who else I may have disrespected by watching this. So I don't, I don't, I don't think it was impulsive. I think it was extremely premeditated. Yeah, that, that's, I don't know. You think it was premeditated? Wow. I, I, that's, I mean, that's interesting. I, I haven't, I haven't heard that take. Um, yeah, it, it was some time for him because he did, and, and, and part of the. Go ahead. It, no, I was saying it was a long walk. And 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 uh, I think the smoothness of the walk, right? It, you know, when we look at the behavior and the body language, and I think that's why Chris Rock was like he was smiling initially when he was coming up there because he wasn't anticipating that. But I I think that's even. And say, I don't want to pathologize. I don't I don't want to try to explain away some stuff, some behaviors. Uh, but it was it what it seems calculated, mm-hmm. right? It seems like I'm walking up here, I'm gonna slap this shit out of him. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was kind of like scary and eerie because we would think impulsivity, and maybe it's how we look at impulsivity. It's just like if he was gonna do it, he would have ran up there and slapped him mm-hmm. instead of the composure that he that he and how he walked in his gate and how he walked up there. Um, and so, especially given his, you know, the, 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 I call it toxic positivity when it comes to will for real, for real, you know what I mean? Cause he, he portrays this, this persona and, you know, we see him deviate from it. And so it's just like, Oh my gosh, this is what's happening here. But, you know, for me, I think it's impulsive because I, I, you know, I'm personally have been in impulsive moments that have, been long lasting like 10 15 seconds a little bit longer but i can see how it's just like yo you have some opportunities before you go in and violate somebody like he violated chris rock so yeah i definitely see see both sides yeah yeah um so you talked about this wasn't about chris this wasn't about chris rock 
This was about August Alcina. This was about <laughs> in the media. Um, and I agree with you. I personally, and I, I can't, I don't know if I can judge this, but based on his behaviors, that behavior was more, um, I don't know, more intense than what the situation called for. Some people might get mad at me for saying that. I don't know because, you know, but I don't think that that warranted somebody to exit their world, walk up some steps, walk across the stage, and then to, you know, openly, open hand smack somebody. I don't think that it warranted that. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it was, uh, it's it's interesting. You know what I mean? When I, when I just sit and think about, you know, again, that walk up, what he was, because he was laughing at the jokes initially with the big bellow laugh <laughs> that he always does. And then it's changed at the drop of a dime when he started, you know, talking about Jada. And again, I didn't hear the joke. I, I could be honest, I haven't listened to the joke. Uh, I just saw, a, you know, because you know how black folk do. So I heard a, a, a rap song, you know, turned into like a drill song using clips like keep my, my, my wife name out your effing mouth. Then it was like, Will Smith smacked the ish out of me. It was just a joke about G.I. Jane, right? And again, we never know how people are going to respond. And I think that's, you know, that's why one of the things that I said earlier was, you know, we got to stop playing with people. Like, you, you can't just play with everybody and think and think that it's all good, right? We're in this space. You think it's a safe environment, right? Because we're all celebrities. We're all millionaires. I'm a comedian. I make jokes. But listen. You never know how somebody feeling in that moment in time when you're making fun of making fun of their significant other. It could have been the smallest joke, right? Or it could have been something he could have went off in the entanglement lane and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. He did. He just said a G.I. Jane joke, right? But again, we never know. And I think com- comedians are starting to get that wake up call like, yo, people are not playing with y'all. Mm-hmm. Like Dave Chappelle, you can't just sit and make trans jokes, right? Because we're going to come for your neck. And so uh, this was one of those lessons where you got to show them up. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to let them know where I where I stand. I don't care what you do with them. I might even laugh at the jokes about other people. But what you're not going to do is you're not going to joke about me and mine. Yeah. So, so okay. I, I definitely hear where you're coming from. We got to stop playing with people. Can I push back on that a little bit? Go ahead. Okay. Of course. So based on our culture, I mean, depends on what you call it, where you're from. Like some people say roasting. In Delaware, we used to say ranking. Uh, you know, you, they out here in D.C., they say you joining. That's a part of like who we are. Like we're going to talk about your J's. We're going to talk about your outfit. We're going to talk about your mom. Like these are things that were considered like there is it's no such thing as off limits. And so I was I was just thinking to myself, like as to beyond um, having a friendship as black men, like that's culturally isn't that something that's kind of like our norm though so I I was just trying to figure out like how to navigate that I don't know yeah I I mean it's definitely our norm I guess the question is should it be right I, I think about my friend group right like they know me I'm emotional Phil right they I think they said something yesterday and in the text and it was making a joke and I was like yo you done you know what I mean? Because again, I was tight, and this, but this happens. And, and friends, not saying I don't know the, the the level of relationship between Chris and, and Will, but listen, my friends, we might not, we we don't come to blows, right? But I might not talk to you for for a, a couple of days, right? Or you know, when I was hanging around them more, you feel some type of way, like, yo, what's the problem? Like, you know what I mean? But again, eventually you come down from that, and y'all back cool. Um, and so I, I think that's also an aspect of it, that open hand slap, like friends fight. Right. And not saying that, they're again, not saying that they're friends, which, uh, again, if they were friends, I don't think that slap would have necessarily happened. But I think it's important for us to, to you know, recognize that, yeah, we're, we're Black men. Yes, we're adults. Yes, we're supposed to be mature, but we're also human, mm-hmm. right? We also have, you know, feelings and, and emotions. And so... We never know what somebody's going through in that moment in time, right? We don't know what Will's day was like before before Chris Rock said that. And maybe it's not Chris's place to know what took place, but we got to be mindful about it. Uh, 
you know, and it's not the nut Chris off in in any way. Was the did I find the joke funny? Nah, you know, I, I didn't hear. It. I heard a little bit about the joke, but um, was it comical? Was it ableist? Right? I, that's not. I'm I'm not. You know, I'm, yeah, my hairline is going back a little bit, right? But I don't. I can't speak to what Jada feels from it. Yeah. And I think that's something that we all kind of kind of have to um, keep in a perspective. Uh, because we're dealing with something that is medical, like we don't know how she was feeling in that situation. And everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, you know, my homegirl Dr. Fia talks all the time about like black women and stress associated with hair loss and how that can really cause. Uh, psychological distress so i mean i i can understand it and at the what what's what's the face for because i didn't want to be this all lives matter person and i've been avoiding it i made i made maybe one comment about it mm-hmm. but i was like uh you know thank goodness savannah james wasn't there right because it could have been two drive-by slappings it would have been chris rock and it would have been regina hall Right, because Regina Hall made a joke about uh, Space Jam should have got an Oscar uh, because what they did to LeBron's hair hairline and brought it back. Right, and so male, male pattern baldness is a form of alopecia. Right, we laughed at that. We laughed at that and kept it pushing. Yeah. And it's automatic. Don't talk about black women's hair. Right, we fit. And I, again, this ain't an all lives matter moment. But if we're gonna be consistent. Right. We should also be highlighting, you know, and and again, one of the things with joke telling is the joke funny. Right. If the joke is funny, then we we're a little bit more lenient. And who's telling the joke? Mm -hmm. Right. That also matters. But I just thought I I, I thought that was ironic. Yeah. You you know, I didn't think about it from that perspective, Um, because you're right. We talk about like the LeBron's hairline, like, you know, all these uh, falling hairlines in, in Hollywood, <laughs> who, who's smack, right, right, exactly, <laughs> but who's smacking them, though, so, I don't know, it, it could be a double standard, um, yeah, so, that's definitely a great point, I want you to talk about this, this open hand, because you, you alluded to it a little bit earlier, I want to go backward and talk about this, open hand slap versus a punch, uh, what, what does that mean to, yeah, 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 what <laughs> Uh, so a punch is more brutal, right? It's more for for brutes and uncivilized individuals. When we, it was my perspective, but the open hand slap is a regalness to the open hand slap, right? Because it's like it's unsuspecting. So when you get slapped with it, you go here. But like Chris Rock was able to take it because it wasn't a punch, no, right? And he would. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, and so. He, the open hand slap is unless you you're doing one of those like slap contests, right? Where you got people really putting behind it. That was just the I'm just gonna let you know not to play with me, son. That's what that was, right? I'm gonna slap you in your face. That's like the slap in the back of the head. It's this it's very disrespectful in the black community. And so that's why when Chris got back up, he had to like, wait, what just happened here? You know what I mean? And he was confused, he was perplexed for a minute, like Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Right it, again, and it just brings up all of those feelings. But it's different than a, it's definitely it's still assault in in terms of the law. But uh, as far as us, you know, pimp slapping somebody is one of the open hand pimp slap. That's one of the worst things that that you can do. Yeah, I, I, I'm still thinking about it, but I will say, Chris Rock ate that slap up like he barely uh moved after the open hand slap. Um. But yeah, so somebody commented, a man open hand slapping another man is behind beyond disrespectful. Uh, somebody said an open hand slap is a warning. So yeah, they definitely uh, agree with the, the slap versus the punch. Um, all right, so going a little bit deeper into this, when thinking about like respectability politics, and you, again, like you said this a little bit earlier, but like people saying like, well, we don't need to do this at the Oscars. Um, like, did respectability politics play a role in our response, uh, us meaning Black people, and our response to 
uh, Will Smith's behavior? For, for sure, right? Because we because we're still in that 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 space of we got to present well in front of white folk, right? We can't show our quote unquote flaws in, in front of white folk because why? They'll use it against us. Mm-hmm. But in reality, like we we taking up space. This we're here. This is our space, right. also, right? And so, unfortunately, there is this it continues to be this this respectability politics that's passed down generationally mm-hmm. to where you don't want to act up in in front of white folk because of what how they might view us and the actuality like this doesn't set us back 500 years what sets us back hundreds of years are you know ron DeSantis signing uh the don't say gay bill into law today that's mm-hmm. what sets black folk back hundreds of years you know what I mean? Not some slap between between adults. That doesn't do anything for us. But I, I think until we find some sense of self-worth, self-pride, recognize who we are, where we're not gonna worry about how something presents in front of in front of white folk. It's funny, I, I saw a clip of Jim Jones uh talking about you about wearing a suit and, and all of these things and uh, the brother, I think, was it Earn Your Leisure? I don't watch, I don't watch that stuff, but it was, it was something else. But the brother pushed back about being authentically, you know, you as authentic you as you can be, and why that shouldn't matter. And again, it goes back to this idea: I got to put my best on to go to this job interview uh, to impress people who really I could get two two shits about. Mm-hmm. And so until we get to the point where we're securing and who we are as a, as a community. And I'll be honest, I do I see that day coming soon? No, because we have so many other issues that we need to be focusing on ex- instead of how white folk perceive us. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely agree. Um, I, I, was, I was watching a post that inspired that question. And I don't know what my response to that is so, so basically somebody said like okay well um we, you know we're we were trained to internalize our emotions we can't show up authentically we can't express acts of anger while that is respectability politics i'm also wondering okay but like wouldn't like slapping somebody be i don't know i, I think that's a different level i i don't know if that falls under the category not asking someone not to slap someone else falls under the category of respect like respectability politics yeah so i i don't think it's the so for me the respectability politics is about the reaction to it mm-hmm. you know what i mean about the reaction from folk like shannon sharp and and what have you who are talking about why are you doing this in this space not the actual act right because the act happened ideally you don't want that happening in any space mm-hmm. you know what i mean but i more so the response and again how the 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 that internalized depression, um, how we do the 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 colonizers job for them, right? We poli- we were the ones who were keeping everybody on the plantation in line. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to worry about because why? Because you have somebody looking like us keeping everybody in check. Why? Because you don't want master to find out, or we want to get in good, right? Or maintain our status. And so when we talk about this idea of respectability politics and that's part and parcel for for what we mean that response to it don't act like this and it's just like f all that if i'm not going to act like this is because i respect another black man enough not to hit him not because of the space that i'm in and that white folk inhibited and you know inhabit if anything you know if this was the naacp awards then that's what i'm gonna say yo respect the you know, let's respect the fact that we here amongst black folk as community, as family, and we shouldn't be responding that way, but not because of, of the space of white folk. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with that. Um, so okay, going into Denzel's response. Can you hear me? Huh? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear you. I, I saw your reaction. What what are your thoughts? Listen, and I and again, I say this with love because I, you know, you know, we roll out like, you know, we roll out like toilet paper. You know what I'm saying? Miss miss me with that. And I'm not mad at Denzel. 
right? I'm not mad at Denzel. First, I, I think we need to highlight, and this should be one of the things that's highlighted, how brothers came in and, and I don't know if they corrected Will, right? But they came and tried to get him together uh, emotionally so he can stay there for that moment. Right. So he didn't completely go off the rails. And unfortunately, what takes place sometimes is we don't necessarily have that support system to where somebody can come. And if I might act up or I might make an unhealthy choice for somebody to come and correct me or to show me love and show me grace and let me know, yeah, you effed up. And yes, you might be held accountable for it, but I'm still here with you as a brother. Right. So I think we ha- we highlight Tyler Perry. We highlight Denzel Washington. Hey, what was the white guy name? Uh, that's he's he's local. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. Uh, Bradley Cooper or whoever he was, like just as a man, him coming and saying, yo, you all right? Checking in. How you feeling? You know, um, idea. hopefully they checked in on Jada, right? Because I'm, you know, I'm sure this is embarrassing for her as well, right? Her uh, watching her husband go up there, slap somebody, right? And she's like, damn, he did this because of me. What that might feel, what what guilt she might feel uh, related to that. Now, when we talk about you know, the, the statement, and I'm sure you might have the statement, because uh, I know, you know, the Jesus statement, y'all y'all have those posted on y'all, y'all daily boards. <laughs> huh? Say it again. That, that he made, oh. that Denzel made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so before I respond, what are, what are your thoughts? So, I'm just not a fan of, like, just religious dogma being just injected in in situations yeah. you know what i mean like <sighs> so you feel like he was over spiritualizing it it was it was just like when you get to your highest place the devil will try you well what about when you're in your lowest place you know what i mean would the devil try you then what about was chris rock the, the proverbial devil here right but a sister and shout out to, to leah leah yasmin she was like because i posted about this and she was like phil well, maybe it's it's not you know necessarily about the devil being Chris Rock or or just him being at his height, but maybe it's about things that he's working through internally, things like aggression, yes. right, or responding impulsively. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like, all right, maybe if you frame it that way, I can I can buy that. But I'm not necessarily here for the when you're at your highest because everybody don't necessarily. I don't even know what your highest is. Like, what are we comparing this to? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, my I'm not at my highest moment right now, but if I make an unhealthy decision, then, you know, that's, that's I, I don't want to deflect away from accountability for my actions and attribute it to being tested by some, some other power. Um, and again, I only, go ahead, I'm sorry. I was looking at the comment. You're always, and shout out to, who is that? Oh, Alicia Nicole, shout out to Alicia Nicole, that you're you're always going to be tested in what you're struggling with. Again, I don't even know if he's struggling with that. It might have just been a moment where, yo, I ain't feeling you, boy. I might not even like you. And so I just need a reason to slap the taste out your mouth. Okay, so what what you're saying, though, I don't think it was just a Christian thing. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm to die for Jesus. So, <laughs> because I know, like, there are some Christians who might feel like he over spiritualized that uh, statement. Me personally, though, how I interpreted that, um, I, I don't think he was calling Chris Rock the devil, but you know, sometimes, like, thinking of the devil or you know, uh, evil spirits or ne- negativity or what have you, whatever you want to call it, sometimes that can be what we call like our own flesh, right? The inability to control our emotions, the inability to um, assertively communicate without becoming physically aggressive. And so that's uh, more so what I was thinking of. Even thinking about when I when I heard that statement, I was thinking, uh, I don't know if you'll agree, but like even um, the prophet Elijah in the Bible, right? So the prophet Elijah was somebody who was able to like pray down fire. And even after some of his biggest miracles, he still asked God, like, to, to like take my spirit. I want to die right now. Basically, like, 
being suicidal in a sense. Um, and that's just like what I connected that with. E even at our highest point, like doing, you know, whatever the work of the Lord or, uh, you know, winning an Oscar, whatever your accomplishments are, whether that's your highest or like just a, a milestone that you overcame. I think there are always going to be things that we have to overcome. Um, and sometimes like we, we're just tested in those areas. And it's up to us to know like when we are being tested by whoever you believe in, um, if that makes sense. No, it does. It does. And, I, and again, there's so many different perspectives, you know, and, and we won't much like this situation with Will. We don't know the intent behind Denzel's words. Right. Only only Denzel does. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely can, you know, uh, respect the position that you're coming from when it comes to it. Uh, for for me, it's it's a matter of. You know, where I just always start from like this humanity standpoint, like we're we're human, right? We're human, and I don't necessarily look at trials and tribulations like we just navigate the ebb and flows of life, right? We're we're consistently navigating the ebb and flows of life from start uh, until our our ending, and that's just again part and parcel for the journey of being a, a human. And so maybe that could could be what it is. Uh, you know, I think what whatever it is and i think this is the meaning of right you like i you know i i you know i joke about religion right i make comments and what have you but clearly it was meaningful enough for will to go up on stage and to to recount what denzel said to him yeah. right and so when i look at religion when i look at spirituality that's what i'm looking for right what does it mean to you to help you be the best you possible. So in the next time you're in a position where somebody makes an unflattering joke about your wife, which is going to come like SNL is going to be crazy yes. on. And, and it's going like all of this is crazy. I heard he deactivated all his socials. Really? You know what I mean? So, again, that's what the Twitter first says. Um, but again, how are you going to deal with it? Because you might you're going to get an opportunity to 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 you're going to be confronted with this again. It happens. Right. We're, we're always confronted with things because that's just life. And it's about how you're going to respond. It's going to be a moment where he he might not respond the best again. It might not be a slap. Right. But he might yell at his kids. He might do something and again. This is where this is all data. Right. This is data for us. Um, and if he uses it, he can reflect on it. Hopefully he he it helps him to to navigate situations better in the future. Yeah. So like a lesson. Pretty yeah, yeah. That was definitely a long way of saying a teachable moment. Definitely a long way. <laughs> uh, okay, so my last question to you, the apology. So there was an apology that Will gave last night at the Academy Awards and one that also just posted like two, three hours ago on his social media page. Um, I'm wondering what your thoughts on were on both of those if there's a discrepancy, like what so, so you know, I, I asked my partner, did he did he say Chris Rock name in the initial apology? She was like, nah, he she, he didn't say his name, and I was like, all right, bet. I'm actually glad he didn't say his name, mm -hmm. right? Because don't give me your your phony apology because it's something happened in the public and you just got to say it. Right. Like, nah, don't if I'm not feeling it at that moment, I'd rather a, a true apology when I might have some time to reflect it, which might be 24 hours later. Now, again, he could have put out that statement as publicist or whoever could have put out the statement where identifying Chris, Chris Rock directly. And I see Alicia said that Chris Rock apologized, too. Um, but I, I thought the apology was it, it was what it was. I'm not here for apologies. I tell people all the time, like, because we're so used to saying I apologize, we say I'm sorry for everything, right? Like, like students showed up late to class today, you know, on Zoom, and she said, I'm sorry I'm late. And I'm like, why the hell are you apologizing to me? Like, don't apologize to me. That doesn't make me feel better. Like, apologies don't make me feel better. That's just me personally. That's just how I'm wired. What, what matters to me is, like, change behavior. Right. Because if you apologize to me and then you come, she come late to class several more times. then what does that mean about your initial apology? Don't apologize to me. I, I guess maybe I should, you know, be reflective and say, well, thank you. Right. But again, for me, situations that 
That doesn't change the hurt. That doesn't change the pain. That doesn't change the the swelling in my face. Yeah. You know what I mean? That I got from the pimp slap. Like that don't change me being the butt of everybody's joke. Mm-hmm. Your apology. You know what I mean? Now, if we come together and and we have conversation and dialogue as as two uh, two uh, self identifying black men. And we're sitting in conversation with one another. You let me know what was going on with your in your mind when that went down. I let you know how I felt. Then that means more to me than just yo, my bad, right? What the what the what the kids used to say back in the day? Stuff your sorries in a sack, Mister. What's that, Michelle Tanner from Full House or something? Stuff that sorry in a sack. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, but for real, like I, I think that change behavior is the um, the biggest indicator of remorse and feeling apologetic about one's actions. Um, at the same time, like I don't know if, if I was Chris Rock, I would feel some type of way that an apology is coming directly to him twenty four hours. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline after the incident happened like that to me that indicates that you're i don't know your apology might not be genuine um but again i'm not here to judge i'm just saying like what i would think and feel if that was me um but you're right i I think that the change would be um related to the apology would be related to change behavior so so and I, I know you see that you glowing over there, sis. You glowing. That's the spotlight. I see. You know what I mean? Desmond <laughs> uh, says, people say, I'm sorry, because it seems like the right thing to do in the moment. Don't even mean it half the time. Again, I, I don't, I just know for me, I can't speak to what people's intentions are or how they feel. Uh, for me, apologies just, I'd rather just you not do it again, right? Because that means you're thinking about me going forward and you might make the necessary uh, adjustments. I don't know what that means in terms of a of a slap. Do you think? So what if what if Will was like, you know, I had time to. I just, I just didn't want to give you an apology. Uh, two minutes after it happened, and I wanted to have some time to reflect on it and reflect on my behavior and my actions. Would it be more meaningful to you then? Uh. So the Jesus in me is going to say yeah. <laughs> But <laughs> I'm thinking of like even the apology that he issued last night. It sounded like he was turning his actions into heroism. Like I'm I'm basically standing up for the little guy, the person who doesn't have a voice. That's the reason why I act or behave in the way in which that I did. And it was more so a justification of behaviors as opposed to a legitimate apology. So that's why it, it may not be sitting right with me. Um yeah, I don't know if you heard that piece of the apology he said. No, I, 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 I didn't. I did see some people talk about it, and I guess that also brings up just the the point of and the question for you that I can't answer, right? Just about you know what protecting a black woman means in in twenty twenty two. Because I honestly I have no idea. I see sisters, you know, like that's what you need to do, right, <laughs> sis. Sis, I'm not, I don't live that life because outside of the Oscars, they, they popping people out here. You know what I mean? And, the, and I'm too pretty to fight. Like, I'm not going to slap nobody and I don't want to be slapped. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so I guess for, you know, when we talk about this idea of heroism, could he be, and this, and this goes back to pathologizing, right? Like, like violence is a, a, you know, a response, Right. To, and we know oppressed people, you know, whether you're you're psychologically, emotionally or physically uh, oppressed, you resort to violence. And so even though we view the Will and Jada and from this macro perspective of being celebrities, of being stars, how oppressive is that? Right. How oppressive is it when you have to be on point? 
a hundred percent of the time. And so if you're oppressed emotionally, you can't have a moment of vulnerability. We saw what the moment of vulnerability was. They put memes of Will sitting at the at the ta- at the red table, like with the red eyes, and it, it went viral. You know what I mean? So if you're oppressed and you can't express your emotions um in the public eye and you you're you get played with in the public eye, is it all come to a head? You know what I mean? And I can't answer that. Only only Will knows. And it's unfortunate. It really is. Um, you want me to answer your question about protecting black women? Yeah, I don't because I don't. I, listen, it's 2021. Yeah. I, you know, I could tell you what I feel protecting black women yeah. means. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know if you want me to do that first or if you want to talk about what your definition is. OK, so me personally, I don't want a, a Will Smith moment. Like, I don't I don't want someone who will, based on words, I, I don't want someone who will respond erratically in that way. Uh, because there might come a time where I may want to respond erratically and irrationally. Who's going to calm me down? Like, who's going to be an emotional safe space to allow me to know, like, I don't have to respond in a uh, physical or verbally aggressive way? We all have those moments as humans. I feel as though in a, a life partner that I am, that, that I feel will be right for me, I would need somebody who's like emotionally, I don't, I hate the word emotionally safe, um, emotionally equipped to manage significant uh, aspects. The ability to experience like all a, a wide range of emotions without allowing themselves to respond in these types of ways. Because they're, they're, again, it might be a time where I might be reactive and I need you to like, you know, since you got your private practice, your license, like you gotta calm down. Like I, I need that, so I'm not. I, I don't want that type of moment. Um, so yeah, I just need an emotional safe space. But what, what, what are you looking for or protection? That's 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 interesting. You know what yeah. I mean? That you that you say that because now it has me thinking. Like, did Will and Jada let each other down mm. in that moment? You know what I mean? Where real Will's responding. You know, his visceral reaction is the physical violence piece, right? And in a moment where, and again, for for whatever reason, she didn't stop him from going up there, right? And so did they did they fail each other? And some people will say, no, nah, they didn't they didn't fail each other. she she was she he came and sat back down, she kissed him. Right, they ride and dying together, and then you got some folk who will say the opposite. I think, it, and that comes to you know what your personal preference is when it comes to the type of relationship that you want. And again, it's not even the type of relationship that you want. Just moments happen, and in that moment, they like, yo, we riding and dying together. You know what I mean? And so that might not be them the other ninety nine percent of the time, but the day we riding, I'm riding with you, babe. We gonna go. You know, first 48, it turns out different. You know what I mean? Where people end up going to jail together and what have you. But um, as far as me, you know, what protecting black women means, because it's something that's been been, you know, talked about and something that's been on the forefront of of my mind, being a a girl dad, having a daughter, what that means, Um, you know, having a partner. Uh, being an an ally on probation, the term that I that I like to use, right? When it comes to to women and black women specifically, and black trans women, and it's so it for me protecting means you know maybe not necessarily the physical violent component, but if it does come to that, am I willing to protect the woman, mm-hmm. right? So so for example. Um, and this is this is an Asian woman. And she goes to my gym, and she said, "You know, she's she's a young girl, like in her early twenties." And she was like, "Phil," and she was like, "Hey, Phil," I was like, "Hey, what's up?" She was like, "Uh, you know, I, I know you saw me yesterday, and I said hi, but I left early because you know it's this guy in the gym, and he's you know just really creepy, and he makes you know unwanted sexual advances to me, and it just makes me uncomfortable." And, you know, I told my boyfriend, I told what, and, and for me, it was just like, you know, I automatically got protective, mm. right? And it was, was he here now? 
right? If it, but I'm going to allow you to let me know how you would like for me to intervene. I, you know, I'm not going to go punch him, right? But if if you feel uncomfortable, you know, let me know. If he says something to you, I have no problem stepping to him, right? And and letting him know, listen, this this is uncomfortable. You should also take other measures, right? Let staff know. Um, and this actually is, and the gym is a hot a hotbed for for uh predatorial behavior predatory behavior uh towards towards women i've had to you know with one sister i remember vividly she walked up to this jamaican old head guy and and just and the sister was built nicely right and she walked up to him like yo you keep looking at me and and i had to go over like immediately right i got him to the side Right. Because, you know, and may, since you you all right, once you, you know, make sure you're OK, like, brother, listen out, whatever you feeling. I, all right. I'm not trying to hear. I just that's not what we need. Yeah. Right. This is what, what we need. So when I when we talk about the physical intervention, right, those are the levels that I'm, I'm thinking about. But then when we're just talking about I try to be mindful of the things that I say, um, be mindful about how I might come across being hypersensitive, mm-hmm. aware just because I recognize what what women and black women are up against on a daily basis. And so when we talk about, you know, this, this hair thing, right. LeBron James aside, I recognize that that's a sore spot for a very long time for, for black women, something that black men only had to deal with. If maybe if they got cornrows or something, you're a thug, right. But not to the extent of, of black women and which influence things like straight hair and, 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 and what have you. So I just I try to be hyper sensitive to these things because but I, I recognize that I need to be corrected, too. And that's why I got my women tribe like, you know, my, my homegirl, Adiza, she'll call me out in a minute. Like, yo, what are you talking about? Like, yo, you <laughs> you all base. And I appreciate that. Right. Because that correction is in is in love. And hopefully I take that and do better. Yeah, I, you know, I love that because I, I think uh protecting black women is about being heard right so like um uh, us being able to communicate and the receiver like listening to what it is that we need in that moment um so you, you summed that up beautifully uh phil i appreciate you for coming through a word that was quick i thought we was rolling but i listen it's love it's love you know what i mean is anything i could do to to help amplify your voice right <laughs> i you know i do i I ain't been on live or nothing like that much recently. You know the you know the dissertation woes. You know what I mean? You know the dissertation woes. So that's that's what I'm doing right now. I was there when I was falling asleep and uh Uncle Bobby's writing my dissertation. So I know the struggle. <laughs> Word. I'm like, yo, wake up, what you doing? Like, why you it's not, it ain't that serious. And now I'm sitting here like, yo, this is serious. You know what I mean? So uh, as always, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate the work that you do. I appreciate folk for, you know, for listening to me rant for, you know, for this hour or so. So thank you. You know, I always appreciate you. Um, good luck with your collegiate studies and everything else that you have going on. Let me know if you ever need anything. Word. <laughs> Peace. All right, y'all. Have a good night. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.